Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this podcast, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to thebridgelive.org and find access to all of our church information. Plus, it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at the Bridge Church. But most importantly, I hope you find the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey, getting from where you are to where you want to be. Cross that bridge. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. Welcome to church, everybody. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? I know a lot of you haven't seen me up here before, and some of you have, and and so I'm very grateful to be up here. Um, Just want to say hi to everybody on YouTube as well. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you viewing us, and uh, we pray that you'll be blessed by this. Um, what a great video. Let me pray real quick, and then we'll, and we'll get into the Word. As you can see, we, they're talking about sowing seeds, and so today what we're talking about is uh, the, 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 uh, the after effect of those seeds sown. We're talking about a happy season, which I like to call a harvest season. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your time today, Lord. I thank you that we are able to gather in your place, Father. I thank you for the Word. Father, I pray that your people that are hearing it right now, Father, have ears to hear it, hearts to receive it, and the ability to put it into action in their lives, Father. Thank you for all those that are here and those that are on their way and those that are on YouTube, Father, that they are blessed and overcoming and on top and uh, that they hear something that they've never heard before, Father. In our time earlier and last night, we prayed. I prayed with you um, that answers will come to those who have been seeking you, that those questions they've been asking, that they'll hear the word today and it'll change their life. Uh, like never before. So we thank you for it. We praise you, honor you, give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That video is great. Um, the, the part that really touched me on that is when the father's changing the tire or fixing his bike with his kid. Not too long ago, uh, we bought my son uh, Jonah a bicycle, and we've gone through four tires already on this bike. Um, he says he's not doing anything crazy, and so I'm just going to believe that he's not and that, you know, we bought four, uh, three inner tubes in a row that just happened to be the faulty ones. Thank God I was able to take them out of Walmart so no one else has to get them. Um, but it touched me because here he is showing his son. And so when the first one changed, I told my son, you're going you're gonna to change it. And he's like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? So I said, no, I'm going to show you how to do it. So I showed him how to change the tire and uh, didn't realize, uh, I kind of realized because I said, you know, I want to show you something that will be a life lesson for you. And realizing that that, that was a seed planted um, and uh, a part of the harvest from that seed that came was showed him how to change the tire. Then directly the next day, which I'm glad that first day I bought a double pack, I had to change the back tire, the, uh, the back inner tube uh, on, the, on the tire the next day. And so showed him how to do that. And then later that afternoon, uh, I get a call from my wife to help change a tire on a friend's car. And um, so I, <laughs> that was Joni Jones. I wasn't going to point you out, but um, to go uh, change a tire. And I was like, all right, let me eat. And then so I told the kids, I said, hey, I got to go. Uh, change uh, the, the tire for Joni, put her spare on. And Jonah, the, the bike tire, he's like, I want to go. I want to see how that one works too. <laughs> so so that, w- that was a blessing. He came with me, and uh, he helped shield the sprinkler from getting me soaking wet. And, and just we, we worked it out, and it was good. But, you know, he's not heavy enough to actually crank the, the, uh, the, 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 the jack and, and the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the tire iron, the thing that takes off the lug nuts. I haven't done it in a long time, so I know how to do it, obviously, but I don't know the verbiage. But anyways, praise God. I'm thankful to be here. Thank you, Pastor Dan and Michelle, uh, for, for letting me come up here and just uh, deliver uh, a word on a happy season. Um, I was going over my preparation. I'm thinking, man, we've we got a certain amount of time that we can give it in, and when, 
and when I think of harvest, I think of it just really bragging on who God is, who God is in my life and who God is in everybody's lives. And so I'm thinking, man, I don't ha- I, there's never enough time to really brag on, on who God is. Um, so um, hopefully you got your handouts. We're gonna, we have our, our series text, which is Ecclesiastes 3.1. Um, I believe that'll be up here. And it says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season. I love seasons. And, um, you know, California, we have really like three seasons. Uh, that's where we're from. We have winter, uh, summer, and fire. And so we deal with those three. But, and then moving to Utah, everybody's like, oh, we have the seasons here. Um, they didn't tell me that spring was like a week and a half and that fall was maybe two weeks. But we still have those seasons. And so the point is that sometimes we have seasons that are long and sometimes we have them that are short. And, and out of those seasons, we have to see what, what are we going to get out of those seasons? What can we get out of them? Uh, we've heard it taught in this series uh, by either uh, Pastor Dan or Michelle or even Joel had mentioned, you know, when we get into a situation, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? Um, this is something that uh, I have had to learn over time. Praise God, I've been saved uh, 13 years, uh, August. Uh, and so in, in, in that time, um, I have really learned how to cultivate the ground, right? And then, uh, because that's something you have to do, you have to cultivate the ground in order to plant seeds in your life. If there's no cultivation, you're going to just throw your seeds on the ground, kind of like that, that uh, like uh, stony ground or whatnot. You know, the, the, um, Matthew 13 is the parable of the sower. Um, you don't have to turn there, but that's where he talks about, you know, just throwing your seeds and they get blown to the wayside. If you don't cultivate the ground, those seeds are going to blow away to the wayside. Amen. And then other people are going to come up and pick your seeds up or other birds, like in the parable says, they're going to come and take them. I don't want anybody else having my seeds. I want other people to benefit from the seeds that I planted. Amen. But I don't want someone else to take my seed and then run with it. And then here I am watching them. Ah, oh, man, I should have prepared my ground. Um, and I'll get to how you prepare that. Or you don't want it to be stony ground. Sometimes we think that we have this thing where, okay, I'm ready for it. Lord, give me the word today. This is what I've been asking you for. And we get it. And then you leave here and, and uh, you realize that weeds come up and they take those things out, right? That's that uh, thorn, uh, stony ground or thorny ground. And uh, all those grounds are in there. But what I want you to do is know how to cultivate your, your ground, which is you, to become that good ground that he talks about in Matthew, that good ground for those seeds to be sown into. Sometimes we go through our life and we're like, I'm planting seeds here and planting them here. But really, we're, we're planting those seeds in ourselves, right? Because we, we, we're the ones that are going to have to keep that, gra- that ground cultivated, plant the seeds, water the seeds, and then harvest it. And I get excited with the harvest. Um, this, this season's teaching has been great. Or Pastor Dan calls it the staff teach. Um, not going to lie. At first, I was really like, um, I don't want to prepare. I don't want to have a, a breakdown on how we do this. But realizing that learning that from them, this, this season of me learning how to do this was them planting in me and allowing myself to be good ground. Because there was a few times I, I told my wife, I don't want to do it like this. I can't I come up and just talk. I talk. I talk to everybody. I talk too much, usually. Um, so anyways, um, so anyways, a uh, little comedy humor for you. But anyway, so seasons, right? To every time there's a season. Um, when it comes to this harvest, you, again, I'm going to probably say it a hundred times, there's always seed planting and then there's harvest, right? There's a, a process and then there's the after effect. Um, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about uh, the grind. Joel brought up the grind uh, a couple weeks back. And, and what an amazing thing. This is one thing that I learned too um, that it brought to me 
um, during this time is to understand that for those of us that are married or have other people in our homes, children, adult children, whatever it is, your situation, um, that the, whatever season that you're in doesn't mean that they're in the same season. And it doesn't mean that because I'm in, a, I'm in this season and my wife is in this season that I can't learn from her season, right? And I can't take part of the harvest from her season. Uh, and I bring that up because Joel had been talking about the grind season, you know? We're grinding through. We're getting through life, Lord. We're going, bam, bam, why does it feel like I'm walking through mud? Or you ever have that dream where you're fighting somebody, but they're hitting you like 87 times and you're just trying to swing through, right? Because you're grinding, trying to get that. And sometimes life can hit us up that way. I bring up the grind, though, and I was, and I was reminded of it in preparing, and then I heard my wife uh, talking this morning with, with uh, Sarah about um, when the kids were little, and there was a time of my wife having to do a lot of waiting for me when I first got saved. Um, again, bragging on God, I'm probably going to just give you a big testimony, but it's all going to tie together, I promise. I hope. Um, Holy Spirit, have your way. So, there's this season where here I am, I'm being sown into. I just first get saved. I'm go, we go to, we're going to a brand new church. We moved by the church. We weren't even part of the church. Wasn't even thinking about getting saved. And then I saw these people, and we had to drive by it all the time. And I thought, man, they're probably born-again people. And my, my idea back then of born-again people was that they were just crazy. And all they knew how to say was amen, and Jesus loves you, and that's cool, man. So is my wife, but whatever. Um, and then, so anyways, go to the church and got welcomed. And a lot of you have heard my testimony on that, and I'll, I can share more at another time about it, but got welcomed in, and, and here I am thinking, okay, man, I'm in, and, 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 it, and, and it blessed my life when Michelle was teaching on the waiting about how, um, I think she was teaching then, or maybe it was a private conversation, but she said something about when you meet Jesus, sometimes people think that automatically I got to be in love with Jesus, and praise God for those people that were, but when I first met my wife, okay, that's not an example, I was in love with her when I met her. <laughs> when you first meet people, your relationship doesn't always seem like it's, boom, we're in. We kind of have to get to know each other. Usually, usually on the on the on the the wife's part, they have to kind of really press in to let the husband grow on her. My wife didn't have to, of course, um, but you know we have to get to know each other, and it's the same with Jesus, right? We have to get to know him, and then we fall in love with this guy. And, and so when I went, I was like, Lord, these people love you, and I want to love you like that. They said that you can have this, and you can have this, and just follow the word and do this and do that as far as the word, nothing legalistic, but following Christ the way that Paul talks about how he says in the word, follow me as I imitate, or imitate me as I imitate Christ, I think he says, or follow me. Again, don't sue me over not quoting correctly. But um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this process, and I want to get there. I want, I want whatever I got to do. And then all of a sudden, man, hey, Dom, you're going to start serving. Praise God, I'm going to start serving. Okay. And uh, so I start getting into this season of me getting sewn into on how to serve a certain way. I came up under our pastor in California. Um, praise God, I love that guy. I'd still do anything for him. And, um, and uh, so I'm coming up in this season, and I, I'm coming back to my wife now, where I'm in a season of, of getting sewn into, right? I'm being watered. I'm starting to spring forth, and I'm, I'm growing in this thing. But meanwhile, for a while, I was kind of oblivious and didn't notice it because I was in my own little... Joel talked about this whole selfish thing. I'm growing, babe. I'm growing. You got to be supportive. I'm growing. But here's my wife in her grind season. My wife is in a grinding now. I got, I'm pregnant. Speaking on my wife. My wife says, I'm pregnant, and I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. And we go to church on Sunday. There's two services, and I don't see my husband. And then there's meetings after church. Praise God for the meetings. There's meetings after church. And um, that's where I have to be. Even though I'm not giving the meeting, I'm not even involved in the meeting, 
but I'm in the meeting. And here's my wife outside of the waiting thing or in the car grinding. When's he almost done? I know he's growing. I know he's going through this. Lord, you said he's going to grow. He's going to do this. And I'm so thankful. I'm not going to get emotional about it. But, um, but thank God for my wife going through her grinding season because, you know, I believe that my wife was praying for me. Like, Lord, just let him grow in what you want him to be. Because that's what I was praying, and I believe that our hearts were synced up in that. Lord, I just want to be the best I can, so show me how to grow in this thing. Um, so anyways, I don't want to get off too far, um, but there's my wife going through her grinding season, and I wasn't in the same season. So remember that if you're married or involved in a relationship, your season doesn't mean that you're, they're experiencing the same thing. And their season isn't exactly what you're experiencing, so we have to be sensitive farmers right? We have to know that this is my field I'm working on, and then my spouse is working on their field, and I have to be mindful. Amen? So hopefully I, I did okay. You're still here. So <laughs> praise God. Um, but yeah, it was all worth it. Um, praise God. I'm believing that he's still cultivating me and framing me into becoming the man of God he's called me to be. Um, so there's that grind season. Then we have the trials and tribulations that Pastor Dan talked about in spiritual warfare, and we're thinking, man, we heard him talk about, you know, the Bible says, choose joy when you go through all that. I was in agreement. I was like, forget that. I ain't choosing joy. I don't even want to go through this stuff. But then as you grow and you learn and you listen to people, men of God, women of God, and teachers around you and mentors, and they're telling you something's going to be better. This is a season. It doesn't last forever. Sometimes it feels while you're in it that it's lasting forever. It doesn't last forever, amen? God is still with us in that season of the spiritual warfare. And you're thinking, man, there must be something better because God said for me to choose joy over this whole thing. So I'm gonna choose joy to be happy, to laugh at the devil in his face, to know that, yeah, I'm going through this, but I'm not by myself. I'm under in that cover of God, right? Because God is always with us. I heard a young man talk the other night about how sometimes I think if we keep pushing God away, he eventually leaves. And someone spoke up and said, no, God never leaves. And I thought about, Pastor Dan talked about this, umbrella thing that he talked about. I don't affect theology. Some umbrella thing where God is the umbrella, right? And that he's always right here with us and he always wants to be stuck to us. Um, I could have done a visual. We brought an umbrella. Um, he's always right here. And, and, it's usually, and he's right here. He doesn't leave, but we leave. In that time of spiritual warfare, this is the last place we should be. We should really be like, oh, I need a bigger one. I need a bigger, I need a bigger umbrella, God. And then God says, I'm bigger than all your problems. Just, just stay with me. So we have that. And so, again, we choose joy because we know something's better coming, right? And then, we have, and then Pastor Michelle had talked about the waiting season. It's like, why do I got to wait? That's what I used to think. Why do I got to wait? Why do I got to do a process? Why do I got to have to do that? Why can't God just tell me what's up right now and make it happen? And God says, because there's a process, man. There's a process. We all have to go through some stuff. And, and, and it doesn't mean it has to be bad because it doesn't have to be bad. God has a process. Trust that process. Um, going through that waiting, God, I don't have a revelation. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And then I look up. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe this is, this is me. I'm not saying this is what anybody else has done. But I know in me and my waiting season, which I'm, I know I'll have another one because seasons come, right? There's that waiting season. It doesn't have to be bad. It just means like, okay, maybe I've gotten ahead of myself. And maybe I'm trying to outrun God. Maybe I'm trying to do this because things are going great because I'm in a happy season. I'm in a harvest season. And I'm thinking, man, I'm on it now. I'm on the fast track, right? Well, sometimes those things come, and then they plow down, and then you're like, what happened? And then you look up, and you're like, oh, dang, you have to get back. So it's okay with the waiting season because, again, we know that there's waiting. Whenever somebody's waiting, my wife would wait for me for hours. But then I'd come out of that office, and I'd see this joy on her face, like, let's go eat, <laughs> right? Or take the kids. I want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or take the baby. I'm pregnant, and I just want to get home. 
we went through those seasons. Um, praise God. So um, there's that. There's nothing wrong with the waiting. It sometimes it sucks, and that's real. But waiting for anything sucks. You know, we're it does. It's 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 you know. But we had to wait. You know, Jesus started his ministry, and it wasn't immediate. I mean, he was three years right with his ministry, and all of all of them had to wait. What does he mean? He's going to leave. What does he mean? He's going, and we can't go. Just wait, and you'll find out. You know, there's the waiting season. Praise God. There was a quote that I want to get out that um, Pastor Michelle had read from this guy named Thomas Merton. Um, must be famous, famous enough to get his quote printed. So I, I admire him. I love the written word. Those people that have been to my house and seen my, my, my cabinets, I have books. And when we moved, I, I was forced to sell a book or get rid of a lot of books and sell any of them. Um, I had to get rid of a lot of them so there wouldn't be so many boxes to pack. Um, I think I've uh, reacquired the ones I got rid of. Um, back to my collection. So I love books. I love to read. I love to turn the pages and smell it. Um, I have a, an e-book, but it doesn't smell like the cleaner I clean the screen with. Um, I like the pages. So anyways, here's the quote uh, by Thomas Merton. It says, every moment and every event in every man's life on earth plants something in his soul. Um, again, every moment in every, and every event in every man's or woman's, every person's life on earth plants something in their soul. And so she read that. I was like, wow, that really speaks to me. But then it kind of, the words move around and they do all this weird thing in my head. And, it said, and I, so I read it. After she did it and I read it on the paper, it said, every moment in my life, I plant something. Every moment in our lives, we're planting something. Every single moment, seeds are planted. What we do is a seed planted. How we act with people is a seed planted. How we react to somebody as a seed plant, how we treat people, how we don't treat people. Because there's a lot of opportunities we think, well, I'm not going to get involved. How we not treat people is a seed. And what we say to people, what we don't say, these are all, see, every moment and every event is a seed planted. And understand that when these seeds are planted, they are going to grow. So I encourage you, before any of those actions or whatnot, think about the seed and think, is it a good seed? Because the bad seeds don't need any effort. We have yards full of weeds, man. You don't even have to water a weed. We lived in the high desert in <laughs> California for 10 years. That was like, that was the, 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 the state or the high desert plant, I would say. You know, state bird, state tree, that was the state grass was weeds up there, man. And nobody had to water them. Those are bad seeds. That's like anything that we can do. We can totally mistreat somebody and walk away, and it'll affect the rest of their life forever. And we don't even have a clue. So let's plant seeds of goodness, right? Because there are going to be a harvest. And that seed, like I said in the beginning, all the seeds we plant, everything that I do, it's going to affect people around me. And the people I'm, I'm most concerned about affecting are my children and my wife. That's who I'm affecting. I'm, I'm trying to affect these boys that I'm raising because they're going to be men. And I want them to be men of purpose, third Wednesdays, 7 p.m. in my house. I want them to be men of purpose, to grow up and understand that what, this is what God wants for them. This isn't what I want for them what their mom wants for them, but what does God want for them? He wants them to plant seeds, right? Plant good seeds and know that every moment and every event in their life, they're planting something. You're going to be accountable for it. You're going to be accountable for those seeds, whether they're good or bad. I believe today, it's just my idea, my theology, whatever you want to call it. I don't have a biblical explanation for it. There might be one. We are where we are right now based on seeds we have previously planted 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years, whatever. 
We are where we are. It doesn't mean it's great. It doesn't mean, you know, people can get mad. Well, wow, dare you, blah, blah. I'm not blaming anybody for anything. I'm just saying where we are is because of seeds planted. Um, see, I think I'm doing okay on time. Um, quick little testimony on how good God is um, before we get to the, to the blank lines on there. I'm trying to keep on track here. Um, seeds planted, serving at that church in California for 10 years. We served there, and then we moved here. And moving here was a big seed that we we're going to harvest and we're planting at the same time. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Sometimes you feel like almost like a, ah, that's a bad example. I don't know nothing about birth. But um, you got something growing and you know it's coming, but yet you still have to maintain it and you have to take care of it, right? So here we are. Our, our, our friends moved here. Uh, um, that was a bit of a waiting season for me when our friends said, hey, we're leaving. I was like, man, what are we going to do? You know, we had our church family, but our friends were leaving. We're like, Wow. So our friends leave, and they're like, yeah, we're going to Utah. We're like, woo on the inside. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so they leave, and they come here, and then we come to visit, like, immediately, like a couple months, because we're just, we're like, we're just going to come visit. We come out here, and we're, and we're visiting them. They live in South Jordan, and we're on our way back home, like, three days later. We weren't even to American Fork yet, and I was like, man, it would be great to move out here. My wife says, no, we have our whole careers there. You know, I don't know. It's not time. I don't think it'd be, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I trust her, because I know she's super in tune with the Holy Spirit. Um, I have this other weird idea that the Holy Spirit and, and women connect really um, a lot differently than, than they do with men. But anyways, um, so anyway, so I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. And then we'd go back, and then we'd come back a year later, and we'd visit, and then when you would stay here like 10 days and overstay our welcome, and, and then we'd be on our way home, and I'm like, man, I wish we could move here. That would be so good. She goes, no, nah, I don't think it's time yet. You know, we have our careers, I have my clients, and blah, 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 blah. So we go home and live our lives and do our thing and watch the weeds grow in the high desert. And meanwhile, planting seeds of what we're doing there. Okay, here I am. My wife's included. When I say I, I just want you guys to know the little disclaimer, my wife is included. Um, whether she was there or not, my wife and I are one, and everything I do is, includes her. So this is my process and how I'm getting to brag about what God does in this process. Um, we have all these seeds, right, um, of, of what you're doing in life to get there. So here we are planting seeds. We're, we're at a church. We're, we're involved. We're, we're serving. We're sowing. I'm, I'm reading to learn about who God says I am. I'm studying to learn how to teach my children and my family who he is. I'm sowing, serving, reading, studying. Sowing, serving, reading, studying. Something like that in those orders. But I'm doing those four. That's what I'm doing, right? And so that means that that's what we're doing because she's part of it. I'm in meetings. She's sowing uh, during her grind <laughs> into Patience, you know, God, she was so impatient, seed patience, or patience uh, seeds. So all that stuff's going on, and then we're visiting back and forth, and I'm like, man, Lord, if there's a way, man, that would be really great. We'll see what happens. And so I'd ask my wife, no, no, no. And then one day she comes up to me. I think uh, something like this. We're talking to each other. And I was like, man, I wonder if it's time. I think it's time that we get out of California. And she says, I think it's time that we go to Utah. And I was like, man, really? And then it was like, yes. And then it was like, whoa, wait, we got to move. Hate packing. So, so I don't. Praise God, my wife does all the packing. And, and then I, either I move it or I figure out a way to pay for it to get moved. So, and I'm not lying. So, um, praise God for my wife and her strong hands taping and boxing and moving stuff. Um, so, anyway, so we were planning these seeds and we figure out how are we going to move and what are we going to do? And the Lord's like, all right, calm down, man. You've been planting seeds, your harvest is coming. And it, and, and it wasn't like it was that audible, but, you know, you get this feeling, right? Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Give them a year. Okay. So we're going to give everybody a year notice. Every, half the people believe this, and I think all of our clients are like, oh, yeah, whatever. So 
anyway, so we planted, and we're like, okay, we're going to, we got a year, we got 12 months, we're going to start saving money, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then before I know it, we blinked, and it's like six months. I'm like, man, we got to get on the saving money part <laughs> because we have to actually pay for this stuff to go. So we started saving money everywhere we could, and, and, um, and here I am. Lord, I'm being faithful, man. I, you know, this is what I believe we need. I need three months of, I need three months of rent to take care of us, to make sure so I can get my living started and do all this going. And uh, meanwhile, God's in the back, you know, probably giggling like, all right, man, I got you. You know, it's going to work out. So we move here, and then I realize we have three months of rent, but I, I don't have three months of car payments. And at that time, it was two car payments. And then uh, I don't have um, three months of uh, insurance or food or any of that money. I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? But praise God, man, I started making a living right away at the first barber shop um, that, I, that I, I went to. And that only happened because, again, months prior, we came out, and we planted seeds of, like, reconnaissance. Okay, this is where I want to work, and then this is where we're going to try to live, and we're going to make all this happen. We did some preparation. See, planting seeds and harvest, it all requires preparation, right? There's, 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 there's the promise at the end, but there's this preparation time. You have to go through the preparation, through the waiting, through the grinding, through the spiritual trials, through the warfare, all that stuff to get to this promise. Hopefully, I'm not talking too fast. I'm just trying to get a lot of this out. Um, God has been so good to us. We moved here with just three months of rent. <laughs> but within, within a week, within two weeks, I was starting to make a living like I'd been here. And uh, I'll praise God, man. He did that for us. And only he could do that to bring us through that to where he said, you're my child. You're not going to be out begging for bread. I'm not going to skip nothing on your finances. You're not going to skip this. You're not going to skip that. You're not going to skip this. Why? Because of this previous 10 years, of sowing, serving, reading, studying, and then it became teaching and preaching. You know, these other ones got added as I was there long enough, but it was a continual process of sowing. That was the first one, sowing, because there was a time where I'm like, I ain't sowing nothing. This is my money, right? This isn't a tithing lesson. I'm just explaining to you our process because I had to figure out what, what we were addicted to or what I was addicted to. As far as, you know, your money, you could be addicted to your money, right? I can't, I, I'm working and I can't make enough or I'm going to keep making enough. I learned, thankfully, early on that the faster I tried to chase the money, the faster it got ahead of me. Like, you know, it's, it's like right there. It's right there, you know, like that when you're trying to pick up that piece of paper in the wind and you're there and it takes off. That's how money was, but it went a lot faster. Um, and then one day I said, forget it. I'm not going to chase it, Lord. Whatever, man. You know what we need. And then all of a sudden these things because we, we made a lot of bad mistakes on our own while I was chasing money. Went through a lot of bad trials and bad things and these seasons of waiting. And we went through a, a broke season. And I really mean like broken, like foreclosure broken on a house that I thought, well, God, I thought you said we were going to have a house. <laughs> he said, yeah, not that one. <laughs> so, and, 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 and let me explain. God didn't take our house from us. No. God, our bad decisions yeah. did that, right? Um, so, foreclosure. And then, then after that was, was a bankruptcy. I'm like, oh, I've been starving. <laughs> he goes, I know you're still, and you're not starving. You still got a vehicle. You still got all this. It's, you're going through a process because of decisions I made, right? The seeds I planted that weren't the seeds he wanted me to plant. But even in the whole mix of that thing, here comes God. Oh, God, I still got you, son. I still got you. Some days were like this, and I felt it. Praise God for the rod. You can ask my kids. Well, Diego, really. You can ask him about the rod. Uh, 
the rod it worked on me, corrected us. Because then I, once I, and then once I got in line, I think my wife was able to start sleeping better. Because there's a lot that uh, our spouses go through. Our wives especially is the only thing I can attest to of, uh, of uh, being awake at night, wondering how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. And then I, I learned a lot from, um, from a marriage point of view. The more your wife is thinking about that stuff, she's not thinking about the stuff I want her to think about, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and then you wonder why they're tired. And you wonder, anyway, that's a whole nother. That's uh, third Wednesdays, uh, 7 p.m. at my house. Um, so anyways... So we get to this. So let's get to the first blank, though, because I'm going to tell you about God is able to carry us through, right, if we allow him to, because he's not, he, God's a gentleman, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, he's only going to do what we're asking him to do for or allowing him to do. Um, he'll do everything he can to keep us from going to hell, right? His son, Jesus, sent down on earth, died for us, and he'll do everything to keep us from going to hell. He'll do everything he can to keep us from getting ourselves into a bad situation. He'll do everything he can to keep us from sowing bad seeds because he doesn't want us to have the bad harvest. He wants us to have the harvest that he's destined for us, right? In sowing those good seeds and getting in your word and sowing, studying, serving, sowing, studying, serving, teaching, and all that. Whatever you're called to do, we are all called to sow and, and serve and study, right? I say study because I like to study so I can teach my own family. That's my first ministry. Reading is for him to teach me, to sow into me, right? And then I study to how to do this thing. So that's what I mean by that. But we get into all this thing, and I'm thinking, Lord, man, I'm so thankful I got saved. So thankful I got saved to get into this thing. Um, what's amazing, too, is there's, there's principles God has that even people that aren't saved are able to take advantage of it because it's just, God says, I, just, I made this as an actual principle of life, right? The, like um, you got people that have an abundant amount of money, and I'm happy for them. I'm a big fan of capitalism and free market, and I think that's the greatest thing on, on, on the planet Earth next to Jesus and my family. Um, but these people that have an unlimited amount of wealth are always sowing into other things, and they're never running out of their money. There's got to be some principles that work, right, no matter if you're saved or not. But being saved, I enjoy it even the more, and I learn more about it. Um, anyways, God, God will get us through these things. We've been through some hardships. The first blank um, that I want you guys to fill in there, it says, this is for me. I had it first, this is for everybody, but I want you to make this personal. This gospel that we have is personal. This word of God is for us. This is for me. Acts 10, 34, um, God's talking about no partiality. Um, if we can have that come up real quick. It's okay. Praise the Lord. God is good. Doing good. Okay, it says here, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. In other translations, it says that he's no respecter of persons. I bring this up because he's not partial. He's not going to just bless me. He's going to, he'll, the way he blesses me, he'll bless someone else and, and maybe even more. Praise God, whatever, whatever the blessing is. But it's, the point is, it's not just, God doesn't just choose certain people, right? If you're a believer, we're all can partake in the same harvest of what he has for us based on those seeds of what he wants for us to sow. There's no partiality. You can have it. Matter of fact, say this, I can have it. I can have it. Why not me? Praise the Lord. So God's no, uh, um, doesn't show any partiality. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I've seen, um, again, my own experiences watching my wife when we've gone through these other dry seasons or broke seasons or seasons of me just being stupid, um, staying up late and, you know, or waking up real early. And here I am thinking, oh, she's up early. She's praising God. No, she was crying. 
you know, because wondering what are we going to do? I mean, we really were in some, some serious stuff. We laugh about it now when we're in the car. We think about something and we giggle. And we're like, man, we've been through some stuff. Man, God is, loves us because we're here and we're still prosperous. So praise God. But um, I bring that up about crying in Psalms 126, uh, verse 5 um, through 6. Verse 5 says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Amen. He who continually grows forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing. Those, seer, see, those tears, those tears, those tears are seeds. Amen. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing to bring his sheaves with him. Bring your tools to bring up your harvest for those of you who cry. Not just wives or moms, but dads do it too. I mean, I, I know I probably don't look like it and I've almost cried twice up here, but crying out to God, crying out to God. There, during that broke season, we're sitting in our, our house that we wanted for ourselves. And we had a, a really cool office. I painted it this really probably horrible green my wife didn't like, but I liked it. Um, and we're in there, and man, we were crying. I was crying, Lord, are you sad? Are you sad? You know, please, God, do something. I don't want my kids to be made fun of. I don't want to be the broke family. I don't want to do this. And it was selfish, yeah. But I'm just being real. I was calling out to God, crying, Lord, what do I got to do? What am I not getting? What am I not learning? What seeds am I not planting? How am I not watering it? And then he shows us, man, your, your tears are seeds, man. And, and, and we're reaping that harvest now from that stuff. Again, we, we moved out here. We sold everything. We're here. We haven't skipped a beat. I'm, I'm now, I've been at, I was at one, I was at three barbershops, and then I found a, a fourth barbershop. I was there for two years and seven months. And praise God, I'm on my, my last barbershop, which is now my barbershop. Praise God. And, that, and that's God, though. That's God. I'm very thankful, and, I, and I'm braggadocious about God and what he has done and the whole way he's planned this out. Amen? And, I, and I'll get to how I believe that came to happen for me. Um, but again, sowing in tears. Um, Genesis 8.22 says, there's, uh, it says here, uh, while the earth remains, we're still on earth, right? Um, seed time and harvest. Cold, which we're feeling this morning, and heat, winter and summer, any day and night shall not cease. While earth remains, seed time and harvest. Seed time. That's, we're continuously in a seed time. Even though I'm in a harvest season right now, my family and I, we're still planting seeds. There's still a seed time. Here's some examples of seeds, and I've been saying it. Uh, serving, sowing, praying, studying. Secret place is a seed. Worship is a seed. Honoring God is a seed. Amen? Those are some examples. That's your seed time and your harvest is coming from it, I promise you. Uh, God promises you, um, so I know it'll happen. Amen? Uh, the second blank line, uh, here we go. For your, this is a big one, and you guys might not have enough ink in your pens to write this out. This is a major, major one, and I, and I didn't play it in the beginning, and we don't have to, um, the song that I wanted to play, but um, this is the second one. Be thankful. Just be thankful for what you, whatever situation you're in, wherever you're at in your life, whatever time of planting seeds, you know, you're in, you're in your, you're in your field and you got your furrows and you're like, man, I've been planting these seeds, I don't see nothing. And then you see the guy next to you and they're just crazy growing. That's not your business. You stay right where God has you planted and where he wants you to continue planting. And those things will come. That harvest will come. And I only know because it happened to us, because I was that guy looking over to the left. Man, why is that guy doing this? Why are they prospering? Why is that family doing better? Why is this happening? I'm doing the same thing they're doing. And God's like, you don't know them. You don't know what they're doing. You only see what they're doing, right? Oh, we're almost, we're, I'm going to wrap it up here. 
Oh, sorry. Sorry, Pastor. Um, I, got, I need like two more minutes. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching all this stuff, and I'm, God's showing you, just keep doing what I've called you to do. Keep sowing because the harvest is here, right? Where you're in a harvest season. He's telling me now, there's even times right now, I'm like, I'm in the harvest. He goes, but you're still planting seeds. So don't be stupid. Don't be a dork. Don't say, the, don't say things that are going to make you look bad or make me look bad. Because that could happen real easy too, right? Um, I had a side note here. Um, don't let this season of harvest get you into a mindset that, um, that can cause you to, to stop sowing or to stop planting seeds. Don't let the mindset of, I'm in a harvest, everything's great. I talked about earlier, right? That, oh, I'm on the upscale, everything's great now. It doesn't, it, anything can change. We're not promised tomorrow, right? So don't let the, the, don't let the season of, of this abundance and this prosperity and this whatever season you're in stop you or get you to, to lose what you're getting right now because that can happen. The enemy is quick to want to come up, uh, steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but about being thankful, and you don't have to show them, but write these down. Um, here's some scriptures that I like to use about being thankful. Uh, Psalms, man, they're great for this. Psalm 6930. Um, is great. Psalm uh, 104 through 5. If you can show that one, Psalm 104. This is my favorite Old Testament. Uh, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, amen, and in his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. This is what we do when we worship. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's what worship does. We enter in with thanksgiving. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Just be thankful. Then you're sowing seeds of that, and your kids are going to see that, right? Or your family members, whoever else. And then uh, my favorite New Testament thankful scripture is Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Lord, I'm so thankful to you. And the peace of God, will supra- which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Just be thankful. Doesn't matter. I'm in a waiting season. That's all right, Lord. I know you got something better. I'm in a grind. Oh, I can't get through this mud and this muck, man, but I know there's something better, man. I'm so thankful, Lord, you got me through here because I know you're teaching me something right now. I, I might not know exactly what it is, but I know you're trying to teach me something, and I want to receive it from you, right? Being thankful. Trials and tribulations. The Bible says count it all joy. Well, okay, if you say so, because I know something better is coming along. Your third blank, and then, uh, and then we're done. Uh, if you go to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 57, your third blank, write this in there. I have the victory, I have a harvest. I have the victory, and I have a harvest. He says, be thank- but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us the victory. He gives us a harvest. He gives us all this because of the actions that we've taken place in, right, that we've decided to, hey, Lord, what seeds do you want me to plant? What seeds do you want me to plant? God, whatever, if this is what you want for me, this is what I'm going to do. If this is what you want me to do, this is what I'm going to do. And that's it. Know that it's for you. Be thankful and know that you have victory in this thing. Create a, a, an anthem for your life. Make, uh, make some declarations, amen? We had a handout Pastor Dan gave out a while back, and I'm sure we'll get them again. They have these declarations of who you were in Christ, right? Like these in him truths is what I like to call them. Whatever the amount is, divide it by seven, and you got a group to say every single day. Every, oh, we have some back there. Thank you, Tanisha. Um, there's some back there. Divide them up and, and make this an anthem. Make it become a part of who you are. Who Christ says you are is sowing seeds into yourself, C- cultivating yourself to become good ground so you can receive what God has for you and flourish in that thing. Um, one last quote from a really cool author, famous author that I uh, admire. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but named Dom Garcia. Even, you can write this down too. How do we do this, right? Even in the bad, God is always good. 
even in the bad, even what we think is bad, God is always good. You could play that song, um, uh, Rachel. Um, so even in that, so praise God. We're going to close out. I appreciate you guys' time, man. I want you to know that you have everything that God says you can have, you, you can have. It's for you. God shows no partiality. Have an attitude of being thankful for every step of the way, even though it's hard sometimes. Amen. And know that you have a harvest. You have a victory. If he's done it for me and my family, and we've been through some stuff, man, he'll do it for anybody. As cliche and corny as that sounds, he really will. And I praise God that your victory is right there for you. It's right there. If you're not in it now, it's right at your fingertips. Because I believe that you have sown seeds of righteousness of what God has for you, sown seeds of, of, of prayer and of time and of money and of giving and of serving and into your families and into yourselves, man. And make this your anthem. I listen to this single song every single day, at least once, if not multiple, but I promise you, every day I see it. I listen to it since I heard it. God has a victory for you. Those scenes you have sown, he knows. Don't dig them up. Keep them planted. Amen? Let's all stand. Thank you guys for your time. Reach your hands to heaven. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I'm going to say a quick prayer. And uh, I believe it will bless your life. Father God, I thank you for all those that are here. I encourage all of you right now here, if you have not done so, when we pray this, to really mean it in your heart. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, to confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord. So we're going to pray that he's the Lord and Savior of our lives. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the, for the time. We thank you for your word today, Father. We thank you for the seeds that you want us to sow. And we sow them happily. In the, we sow them in the grind season. We sow them in the, heart, in the waiting season, in the trials, in the spiritual warfare. We're still sowing those seeds you want us to sow, Father, because we know that we have victory and we have a harvest. Father, we declare that we make you Lord and Savior over our lives, Father, that no matter what's come up to now, that from this moment on, we give you full authority in our lives, Father. You're not just our, our Savior, but you're our Lord, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for that shed blood on the cross that you died for me that that blood was spilled to wash me clean. And I received that for myself because of that, that victory that you promised, Lord. I put my hands on it and I claim it as mine. So, Father, we make you Lord and Savior of our life, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing and what you continue to do in our lives. And we just praise you. We bless you as that song we sang earlier says, Father. We bless you with this and we honor you. We praise you. We glorify you. So repeat this after me. Father, we make you Lord and Savior of our life through the blood of your son, Jesus. We thank you for that shed blood that has cleansed me now from all my sins. I am yours, Lord. Have your way with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the South Jordan, West Jordan, Harriman, or Riverton area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. Because of the recent events with COVID-19, we are meeting in Harriman temporarily until our new building is ready. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children and student environments, head over to thebridgelive.org or you can email info at thebridgelive.org or simply text 801 391 6969